Welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome to the For the Love of Punch and Aloe podcast. Today we Episode have a really nine. special guest. Oh my I'm god, sorry. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it's episode nine. I'm really happy that we have continued to do this for as long as we have. And people seem to to really like it. And if you guys don't like it, you can certainly let us know. <laughs> but we might not care. <laughs> if this is not for you, that's fine. Yes, we're not for everyone. But we have a really special guest with us today, and I have to confess, this is our second time recording because I'm an idiot and didn't record the last time, so uh, Anissa, I was only minorly upset. <laughs> <laughs> I would I just like were... to think that I'm just that great of a guest that you were like, we need an encore. We're just going to pretend like we didn't even record, and we're going to have her again because she was that great. Yes. Double the fun. That's exactly just... what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking we might just need to make you like it needs to be called like for the love of punch aloe and Anissa. You can just like, ask I think me you to be on suggest. your podcast, you guys. It's fine. Like exactly. Well, I think I can't we should... guarantee I'll say yes, but no, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. So we have Anissa with us today. Anissa is my gorgeous, wonderful, phenomenal roommate. Um Stop. and never. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a beautician, esthetician. Just amazing, wonderful person. Also an amazing singer. You guys, no big deal. And oh god, um, you're I just building this. me up way too much. <laughs> you we're gonna meet me and be expecting this like grandiose <laughs> like entrance. No, no, no. I'm a really good singer when I'm boozed up, and it's karaoke night, like for sure. Karaoke is my jam. Um, I love karaoke, yes. so we need to do an that. entertainer. That is so true, more than anything. Um, Actually, I I do enjoy singing, but when I'm alone, I have very bad stage fright, and <laughs> it's not something I just go out and do because I am really like talented at it. But brows is another story. Yeah, yeah. I was born she to do also brows. Is a um, a crime podcast, murder podcast, extraordinaire in training. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, oh, I was well. just going to say, we've decided that we're also starting a second podcast and it's going to be all about true crime. That's right. That that was what it was. It was going to be me and Aloe. And then Paige was just kind <laughs> of going to be. Like, what? <laughs> I'll just become just, a serial killer. It's not a big deal. You're welcome. I'll get your reason to talk. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I work in the field. <laughs> I've, I've always said that that I if I wasn't an esthetician <laughs> I'd be a, a paranormal investigator because I love that shit Ooh, can um, you can we go stay at the Stanley Hotel oh my god so, I have a yes, great idea absolutely. that could be our so, first episode <gasps> my mom got me for Christmas a paid night to stay at the Stanley and then she paid for the ghost tour we need to call in advance and stay in the room that um who was it was it Steven Spielberg no, uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Yes. Wrong Stephen. Stephen King. We need to stay in the room that he stayed in, and then we can do our first podcast from the room. I think this Ooh, is actually. I think we're on I, to something. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally down. Well, <laughs> I love this for you guys, but I'm going to reel it back into our podcast. <laughs> back, to, back to business. Back to the yeah, yeah. Okay, back exactly. back to business. So, Anissa, I know that we're, like, having so much fun talking about the true crime and stuff, but I'd really love for you to tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into the world of beauty and being an esthetician. Like, what what had you get started? 
Yeah. So there was this ghost. No, just kidding. There's no way to like transition from (laughs) from ghost to skin. Um, So actually, I have always known that I was interested in, I guess, how the skin works um, because I was diagnosed with vitiligo when I was three. I don't really think I completely tapped into that interest until um, after high school. And I kind of just, I think that also had a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't very accepting of it as I am now. And so it was kind of something that I uh, didn't necessarily want to learn about or like I was more interested in how can I get rid of this. Right. So I obviously know what it is because we've talked about it before, but for listeners who might not be aware of vitiligo, will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So essentially vitiligo is just a skin disorder in the sense that it kills melanin in your skin. So like the cells that give you pigmentation, there will be white patches where those cells are dead. So you just have no color. Some people have it all over their body. Some people have it just in very small areas. And then there's people like me who have it, like it's very symmetrical on our body. So like my my left elbow and my right elbow, or like the spots are exactly the same. Um, My knees like look exactly the same. So it's pretty interesting. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. The model Carlo has like the pretty much all over. So don't get me wrong. It's like eventually covers your entire body over time. I was going to ask you that. Like, so Anissa, you said you were diagnosed at three. So what, like, did you have like a little patch or was it always symmetrical or, or is like every year another patch pops up? Right. It definitely expands over time. It started out my knees and my knuckles, just tiny little white spots. Um, so a lot of people who, you know, are just developing it, think like they have eczema or they'll go to a dermatologist to get it, um, diagnosed. It affects the autoimmune system. So essentially just, uh, like I said before, killing the the cells that produce melanin in your skin. And there's three different types. There's a localized, which just appears kind of on random, small little spots of your body. There's generalized, which is the most commonly um, known type of vitiligo. And it's actually the type that I have where it's um, symmetrical on your body. So like my knees, my hands, my elbows, pretty much, pretty much all over your body, but like, it's not covering the spots just look really cool. Like the model Winnie Harlow has it, um, symmetrical on her body like that. And then there's universal, which is when vitiligo encompasses, um, the entirety of your skin and essentially, generalized vitiligo does become universal vitiligo because it expands over time. So like I was saying, my elbows and my hands are starting to kind of connect to each other with one big white spot. Michael Jackson had like the very rapid progression type and he he chose to have the therapy treatment in which they killed all the cells in his body, so in his skin. So that's why he is turned out to be all white later and like you always see that he was wearing hats and like he had his face covered because when you go in the sun the white patches burn like did they bleach him what is the actual process because I've always wondered I'm like did he really bleach himself or or they just go in and Sammy Sosa bleached himself but Michael (sighs) Jackson went into like the actual 
like light booths. I don't know exactly how they, I mean, I'm assuming it's gotta be somewhat like a tanning bed that you like stand in, but it's actual like lights that kill all the Yeah. I would imagine it would have been like zapping it. Like when you get laser treatment to get rid of um, your blood cells and stuff, I imagine it'd be more along the lines of something like that. Yeah. It's pretty intensive. Now, is there any other symptoms or is it just discoloration? Like does, do you, is it painful in any way? It's really only painful when you're in the sun and you get sunburn and like no matter what sunscreen I wear, it just always, it's just very, very sensitive skin. Yeah. I mean, it's very fascinating, honestly, the more, the more that you look at it. Oh, another thing that I talked about last, last time we're recording, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're still recording. <laughs> JK. JK. Um, no, a really cool story I like to share with everybody, which is actually kind of when I found my passion for skincare, I was working at a tanning salon and I had Um, dropped out of college and I was just like super Mm. lost in life and I had no idea what the next step for me was so I was just working at a tanning salon kind of trying to figure out what was what was the next step and I met this esthetician ironically who would always joke with me and just be like you didn't see me here because it's like an esthetician tanning is like you know you can't, you can't catch us smoking a cigarette. Like it's just, yeah, it's tanning is like the antithesis to like good skincare. Absolutely. So I met this lady at the tanning salon and just would keep picking her brain about being an esthetician. Cause I just didn't quite grasp what it was that she did. I mean, there's so many things that falls under the umbrella of being an esthetician that you can end up pursuing. And so I just didn't really know exactly what it was. And she was finally was just like, girl, I'll give you the number of this lady who can give you the number to someone else. Go to this school. It's really cheap. It's a great school. And so that's what I did. And I loved it. And meanwhile, I was still working at the tanning salon. And like I said, when you're in the sun, vitiligo like burns. Like there was actually one time that I got like third degree burns on my vitiligo because I forgot to reapply sunscreen and it was so bad. Yeah, it was really, oh God, really bad. like horrible. Yeah, it was like bubbling and oh, it was terrible, you guys. So I, I just was like, had chills go down my spine. Oh my I'm God. Sorry. It's like my skin hurts for you. Oh my God. That's why I love the skin though, because it's so relentless. Like I, you would, you'd think that you would hear a story like that and be like, oh my God, what happened to your skin? And it's like, it's still here. It's, it's still a little kick in. Like the skin is so relentless. It's amazing. So anyway, I had all this free tanning. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not going to tan in a tanning bed. So I just kind of started using this little leg tanner that they had. And I was like, it'd be nice to have tan legs. Like if my legs burn, whatever, I'll, you know, I'll tan for like four minutes in there. And Uh I started realizing that the tanning bed was bringing like my skin cells back to life. So it was filling in my little Lego. And I had such cool looking skin for a long time. Cause then I started just tanning in the whole, the whole beds and my skin was so like, so polka dotty. It looked so cool. And I was really tan and I loved it. Oh, anyway. I think they call that confetti, uh, it'll I go. I look, I, the research I remember from last week. No that, way. Yeah. There's yeah, a term um, for it. 
I'm pretty sure they call it confetti vitiligo. Let me look it up. I swear to God, I did all this research. I had all these great, insightful things to say last oh week, guys, gosh. and I never recorded. <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. That's totally what it looked like. Absolutely. Yes. That's so insane. Um, so yeah, if I could, honestly, no, that's not true. Because if I could, I would tan in the tanning beds just to be tan, but I wouldn't necessarily keep doing it because I wanted to bring, you know, our cover cover in all my vitiligo. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because out of all But does the... it tan the rest of your skin? Like, does yeah. it make your other skin darker than the vitiligo uh-huh. spots? Yeah, girl, I'm telling you, I was like a bronzed beauty. I loved it. No, pale as shit. so cute. Okay, no, can but... you use self-tanner? Does that work? I'm just curious. No, it looks really funny. Yeah, like when it's over, like my spots. It's like an like uneven it, canvas. It totally looks weird. I don't like it. Um, and I, I don't even really like um, spray tanning either because that looks funny too. Oh, well, yeah, it'd be I like should... if you had a wall and you had a bunch of different colors on the wall and then you just like painted over it with skin tone. Like it's not going to look, it's going to look like you still have vitiligo, but like weird colors. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to be more obvious, I feel. I've, I've always said it's an emotional disorder more than physical, absolutely, because yeah, it affects your appearance, but so growing up, it was just super duper I would, Yeah, rough. I was going to ask. I was like, what was it like growing up with that? Because kids are like the absolute worst. Yeah, kids are pretty – they're honest, which th- makes it hard sometimes because if, you know, there's not like the proper guidance into how, con- to, how to control that honesty, there's like no filter. And then you have like bullies who have stuff going at home and just want to put other people down. But – yeah, growing up is really rough. Um, so like I said, I don't think I fully tapped into my interest in skincare until after I fully accepted it, which took me a good probably 19 years. So I don't think until I was 21, 22 did I fully just accept the fact that this is me and it's not going to change. I mean, for years I tried so many topical things. I tried bathing in, in like oils and plants. And, um, I took oral medication. Like I did so much stuff to try and get rid of it. And there, I mean, I still have it and it's spreading pretty, pretty rapidly lately. Um, stress affects it as well. So the more stressed you are, which is like, hello, how can you not be, who's not stressed, you know? Um, especially right now. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably why over the past year there was no spot on my spots on my arms. And now I'm like my entire forearm is pretty much covered. So it's spreading pretty rapidly, but I'm okay with it. You know, like before I wasn't, I was very suicidal, super depressed, like, and don't get me wrong. Like I definitely had friends through high school, but it's just, no one ever really understands what it's like. I would go to bed every night and just pray that I would wake up with, without it, which is just so crazy looking back to think that I would, I hated it that much, you know? And it's such a big part of me. That's the thing is like, I forget that I have it. I feel like a lot of people who know me and who sometimes people who meet me for the first time don't even realize that I had it. But when I was was going to say, like, I met Anissa and it took like about three or four times of me meeting her to even put it together that she had vitiligo. And I think part of that is like a confidence thing 
Um, where it's like when totally. you are confident in your own skin and you love who you are, it's like it, it it's more noticeable to you than it is to other people, I guess. Like I I would not have known. And even when I found I'm gonna kill my dog. He was like, This is the time to play with sweet toys. <laughs> is this the right no. time? But I feel like when when I met you, I didn't notice. And then when I found out, it was like, Yeah, I love it. Like she's so beautiful and everything about that. It's it's like part of who you are and it's gorgeous. And I think it's an example of, you know, loving people for their quote unquote imperfections, you know? Well, I feel like people in my what life makes them unique. would notice me more if I didn't have it. You know what I mean? Like they would be like, something's different about you because it's just me. It's me. And that's the thing is thank you so much because I would like to think that I've grown to just wear it very well. Like I am so confident in it. Now I would walk around naked if I could, honestly. She does walk around naked. (laughs) (laughs) We both do. We're like, fuck it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's so true, Paige. Um, (laughs) Calling me out. I do. I'm like, there's times where like I hear Paige coming in the door and I'm like, oh shit, I'm totally naked right now. (laughs) I've only done that with one of my friends. Like when we were in India for a month, we literally... Like we were rooming together, we were just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> just be I mean, why not? It's not like you know we all have the same stuff. But I remember this time when I was younger, I'll never forget. I went to California, and it was I don't know, like Universal Studios or Disneyland or something like that. But it was probably like ten or eleven, and I was so excited because it was my first time. It was so hot, and I just remember walking around being so miserable. And I was like in the happiest place in the world, but I was so miserable because I had long pants on, a turtleneck, because I didn't want anybody to see my spots because that's, I was like, I'm going to be standing in lines and people are going to be staring at me. And I cared more about what people thought than I did about my own comfort and my own experience. And it ruined it for me. Like I still look back and I, I think about my first time in an amusement park and I, I could tell you exactly like how I felt, which is miserable because of that situation. And so how old were you? I think I was like 10 or 11, but that was definitely a big, it's not the moment that I changed my outlook, but I definitely was like, why am I doing this? I'm never going to see these people again. And I'm worried about what they're going to think. Like who cares, you know? know? Yeah. I I think a lot of people can relate to that. Even, you know, if they don't have vitiligo because, like I really, I'm really like, I'm listening to you speak and I'm like, yes. holy, holy crap. Like I feel the same way. And it's because like, I've struggled with weight my whole life and I will go to California. I will go to Disney world. I mean, literally I will not wear shorts. Like I, Oh God, me either. But honestly, I refuse. find it to be uncomfortable, but I'm the same well, way. Well, and also I feel like, you know, you're in like these hot, humid places, even in New York, living in New York my whole life. It's like, you you will never catch me in shorts. Like I don't own a pair of shorts. I think me the either. only time I ever wore shorts was when I went to Austin, Texas for my girlfriend's uh, bachelorette party. And we were going to Lake Travis. And literally she was like, I want everyone to wear black shorts and these tank tops. And I was like, fuck, I don't have black shorts. I don't own shorts. So I literally had to go to like the store across from the Whole Foods and, um, Buy a pair of black shorts. They're still. I will to this not day be caught dead in shorts unless they are athletic shorts. That's <laughs> it. Like even then, I won't do it. Well, so but I find bathing suits are like a great example. Like right, like oh, yeah. we're always oh, this bathing suit makes me look fat or whatever. And it's like, dude, you're in the fucking water. Like 
Who gives a <laughs> shit? Or if you're not well, in the water, you're sunbathing and everybody else is sunbathing. Nobody is looking at you as women too. Like we just set these standards because we see things in magazines or on Instagram or whatever. That's like, oh my God, like, she's so beautiful. I don't look like that, but that's not real life. Well, like, and I feel like, I feel like this is touching on something that's like part of the reason I, I thought it would be fun to have you on here. And he says, I feel like we need more people like you in the beauty industry and like all aspects that aren't trying to make everybody look like this non-existent ideal, right? I mean, you're talking about this experience in the amusement park and I'm like, and this is the issue with the beauty industry. It's like, instead of embracing what makes people beautiful, we're telling people they have to change themselves to look a certain way. So like you have to get lip injections to have fuller lips and you have to have eyelash extensions and look like a camel and you have to have all these things. And like, mind you, if you love how you look that way, no hate whatsoever. Like I'm all for it, but I definitely think we're, we're kidding ourselves if society isn't telling us that we're supposed to look that way. You know, they absolutely is. And I really appreciate and I see it a lot in the hair industry, and maybe you can speak to it in terms of an esthetician, that there's a shift right now that's happening. It started a few years ago. You started to see it on the East Coast, and it's finally getting to Colorado because we're like three years behind everybody. Um, but you're starting to see a shift towards embracing natural Absolutely. in all aspects of beauty and in fashion. And I am so here for that. And I know it's going to be as gone as soon as it gets here, but um, no, but I'm that's the thing is it. we can't let it. That's why I'm such a big <laughs> right. advocate for natural beauty, seriously, because the more that we embrace it and the more that we make our clients feel beautiful naturally, the more that they're going to accept it and not. And the reality is it's so much, it's so much easier to be you and like, <laughs> right. And wake embrace up low and, maintenance practices. Yeah, exactly. And so that's I say low maintenance, but you still have eight things you have to do to your face. Apparently I learned it last time we did a recording that I'm not doing enough. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's true. Well, like, what we I'm... should be doing now at our age, honestly, is anti-aging things, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Bo, as much as you want to, and I don't want to offend anybody, but as much as I hear that Botox is anti-aging, it's not. It's not. Okay. Because the more you do it over time, by the time you're 40, you're going to look like a crazy person. Like, I'm sorry, but, and you need give to us, be, give us the lowdown on skin, Anissa. Give us natural the yeah. 411. What do we need to know? Okay. So first things first, people, if you're not <laughs> cleansing your face twice, like I'm talking four times a day. Okay. I'm talking twice in the morning and twice at night. So the me's out there, the me's and Alice that are like, if it's a good day, I remember to use a hot washcloth to wipe my face down for the love of God. And then it's Um, people like you. I'm sorry that I like, my skin is so dry. I just don't know why my skin's breaking out. It's like, I'm like, Anissa, can you pop all of these pimples on my chin? And you're like, yeah, girl, I'll get them. Live for that shit. But you've got to be good to your skin people. So it's most important to cleanse your skin twice at night, especially if you have had like a super long day, you've got makeup on. Um, The first cleanse is just very basic, going to get the makeup and just kind of the surfacey stuff off. And then the second cleanse is really going to go deep into the pores. It's going to be able to emulsify even more product on your face. So it's just going to get a much deeper cleanse. It's so important to cleanse your face twice a day at night at least, please. I mean, it's I, not a lot to, <laughs> if okay. you're not doing it 
four times a day. I know I'm coming on really strong, but I'm very passionate about this. No, but I was just going to ask you, like, I always thought my estheticians, like whenever I get a facial, like once a year, I always thought they were just trying to sell me product. So they're, they're like, this is serious. Like this is not a a sales pitch. Yo, same. No, no, no. I honestly, that's one thing I hate about the aspect of like my job position right now because like you know we do have to sell product which I get but like I'm so not a salesperson and every time I recommend a product I'm like no pressure you know because I don't want my clients to feel like I'm just trying to you know dig through their pockets because that's not yeah it's not that at all so here I'm gonna give you because um for those of you that don't know Anissa and I used to work together at a salon um I did hair there and she was the resident esthetician and then the front desk pseudo front like floor managerial extraordinary. I was the HBIC, y'all. Let's not yes. forget. <laughs> she was. She was. Everyone like thought she was moody, <laughs> but really everyone was just inconsiderate. <laughs> oh my god, no, it's so funny. We don't Paige have to like, cut that, but no, but um, Paige is like, yeah, I was like, they were like, Yeah, Anisa, you just gotta kind of be careful around Anisa. And then what Paige met me and was like, yeah, they're like, she can be moody. Like she's great, but she can be moody. And I was like, can I learn how to do the front desk? And she's like, what yeah because Paige realized how effing stressed I was so I was like thank you like yeah so anyway this is why we're roommates now because she a real one yes but okay so I'm gonna come at you with two FYIs one if you work in the beauty industry and you don't know how to run the front desk you're doing yourself a disservice learn how to do all the steps of getting your client from in the door to out the door because if somebody's sick or you have an issue or like somebody's on a lunch break, you look like a dimwit if you don't know how to take care of it. And also it's just like the right thing to do because you're not better than anybody at that salon. You're just not, yes. I'm not saying everybody Amen. at salons feels that way by any chance, but, but you're not. And it's, it's, it's a sign of respect to know how to do all the jobs like that. And like, it's not an easy job. And if you're an they're owner, the first line of defense, you should know how to do those things if you're an owner as well. Okay, yeah. moving on. But the second tidbit, and this will go for you, Anissa, and it can be for any salesperson out there. And um, Aloe is a better salesperson than me, so she could probably say the same thing. Um, but I think for us, it's like beauty. And so people like for some reason think that like none of this stuff matters because they can buy it at the drugstore for super cheap. Yep. When I go to sell something to a client, it's never like, oh, buy this new shampoo. It's always like, Here's the things you don't know about hair that I learned in hair school that you're going to be blown away by. And I hit them with the science and I hit them with the changes. I'm like, are you having troubles with your tangly hair? And they're like, oh my God, yes, you get me. And I'm like, yeah, it's your hard water one. Cause you're in Colorado. And two, it's your shitty shampoo guys. If you are having troubles with your hair, number one thing you need to do is change your shampoo and get a professional shampoo. And sometime we will do a hair podcast and I will tell you all the things that you need to know about that. I won't get into it now, but when it comes to sales for products like that, like my go-tos are educating them on the reasons why they want to use a product or use a cleanser and not telling them to buy a cleanser. Honestly. And more than half of the time, if you just show them that you're knowledgeable and what the hell you're talking about, they're going to buy the product because they're going to be like, I don't know what you just said, but it sounded good. And obviously I need this product (laughs) in my life. Seriously. So like, yeah, just definitely educating them on it. And, and then like, when you see them again, you know, I make little notes on my clients' profiles. That's like, took this product home. That way the next time I see them, you know, I can let them know I remember and I'm like, how's it going? You know, do you have any questions? Like whatever the case may be. 
that's a good beautician for you guys. So if your person isn't doing that or every time you go in, they're like, oh, hey, and they act like they don't know you, go to someone else. Like Paige, you were saying, like, even for me, like I like you're like, I'm better at sales. I'm not better at sales. And actually, like if any of my clients are listening, like any of my customers, I'm sure that they will attest like I am not an aggressive salesperson. Like I'm very honest. And like I sell just kind of what Anissa said, like if you educate them and you know what you're talking about, like you sell in that way. You know what I mean? I'm not selling unnecessary things. Just like you guys are. Exactly. Yeah. And Um, I think that's the key too for anybody. Like don't give people stuff they don't need. Because then they don't trust you. Well, and you know what I hate to, I mean, it's hard to with clients that are, Paige, actually, I want to ask you, what do you do with clients that are like, oh, well, I just have so much stuff in my closet. I'm just going to go through it and then I'll come back and get that one. What do I do with those people? I let them do it because I let them do it because you know what? They're not They're Okay. All right. So there's a couple (laughs) things I do with those people. So, So if that person is the kind of client that like, sometimes complains or like, you know, something would be good for them, but they're going to keep coming back to you every four weeks and they love what you do. I just let them live their fucking life because I don't need their, the 10% commission. When I worked at a commission salon, I don't need the 10% commission on their $28 shampoo purchase. Okay. I don't fucking care. I really don't. (laughs) If you're like, I have so much stuff in my closet and it's all from Rite Aid. Okay. Then where it's a different story. But if you're like, yeah, I just like buy all this stuff and I never use it, you know, I might be like, well, what, like the creative way, I guess you could say is like, well, what kind of problems are you having with your skin or your hair or whatever it is? Like, what, what are the things that you're trying to accomplish with your products that you keep trying to buy new ones and it's not working for you? Or it's, you're not in love with it. Like, what are, what are your goals? And usually that comes out in the beginning or throughout the course of a service. I appreciate people like you, Punch. And I appreciate people like you, Anissa, who are going to educate me on like, that I need to exfoliate my skin four times a day. Like I am severely under exfoliating. My Granted, like, I don't you probably do it. won't take the time to do that if you show up to your appointment 10 minutes late. Or um, I'm always 10 minutes early. No, no, no. I'm just saying like <laughs> nothing drives me more crazy than like late client. I don't want to like, I don't want to shit on clients. Sorry. <laughs> like clients drive me crazy. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's true. People need to be considerate of other people's time. Well, another thing I would just like to let people know, like, to be honest, I feel like a lot of people don't know that we don't get a hundred percent of that service amount that you pay at checkout like if you're going to like a salon well it depends where you go if you're at a booth rent salon sure yeah but for the most part like and like that's why I also like when clients ask me like how does it like it's not invasive to ask me like you know are you booth renting right now or is this commission I feel like when clients ask me they're asking for a reason because they genuinely want to know yeah. how much to tip me. So I appreciate I know that. some old school, like some of my colleagues that are older, like really hate when people ask stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like it doesn't yeah, make me does feel any different. I'm pretty sure they're just asking because they like genuinely are interested. But anyway, I feel like I'm getting off topic. Um, so back to cleansing. So you're going to cleanse. Okay. So here's really what you should be doing. If you're not on a regimen and you are looking for guidance and how to start one, just the basics that you need are cleansing, toning, and moisturizing. Those three products. Okay, um, good. I'm, I'm, I've got those. I've got those. I promise. Okay. Perfect. What brand so, do you recommend? 
I personally really like Sanitas. It's you're not going to find it at Sephora or Ulta, unfortunately. Not that there's anything wrong with those products that you get at Sephora or Ulta. They're better than getting products from like a Walmart or a Target. But keep in mind, those products are not professional grades. I really like Sanitas. It's spelled S-A-N-I-T-A-S. And it's actually locally made here in uh, Colorado. Wait, can I show you what I actually bought from my esthetician? This is called um, Derma, Dermalogica. Uh huh. Yep. This this tube cost me sixty fucking dollars. Yeah, I've heard good things about them. Okay, good because it says it's a multivitamin thermofoliant because she also told me I needed to exfoliate more. Yeah, and actually, I have seen a difference in my skin. I use this once a day, but should I be using it more? Once a day. Yeah. No, don't use it more than that. For an exfoliant? That's crazy. Yeah. I honestly feel like maybe you should be using it twice a week. Oh, fuck. See, this is why we two to three times a week. You don't want to exfoliate. You don't want to exfoliate your skin too much because it's going to become really dry over time. This is good. Good tips. Keep going. So I really like Sunita's products because if you, you know, live in Colorado or you're, especially if you're newer to Colorado, a lot of people's skin struggle in this climate because it's a very unique climate. It's constantly changing. So they know exactly what to put in their formulas to help your skin in this climate. And it, they have um, four different lines, dry, oily, normal, and sensitive are their four different um, lines that they have. So they have a multitude of products under each of those lines. Um, you know, ranging from cleansers to serums to toners to exfoliants. So if How do you feel about hyaluronic acid? So that was oh, not one of the it. products you said. Okay. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. Hyaluronic acid is great for your skin. It's great to use like under a moisturizer or even as a moisturizer. I like to use it in the daytime too, because when you go out in the day, essentially it just sucks up the moisture from all the environment draws it into your skin. So should just really leave your skin nice and dewy. Yeah. It's a, it's a great product to have in your regimen. I'm trying not to overwhelm the people too much who are newer to skincare, but I was going to say, so if you're, hi, it's me. (laughs) If you're just, um, starting out, get those three products that will help you a ton. And then if you already have those three products, that's when you can start adding in things like the exfoliants and the serums and you know the eye creams the prices are actually pretty i'm like shopping while we're doing this of course there's like this pumpkin enzyme mask it's only 34 dollars. yeah like, they're like not it, bad yeah. price. i cannot i cannot use that oh my god <laughs> i Why? have such are sensitive you skin you guys yeah the pumpkin enzyme oh my god when i carve pumpkins in the fall if I have my hands in there too long, like taking guts out, like they turn red and they itch and they burn and they hurt. Like some citruses, oh, yeah. I like hurts my skin so bad. Um, I had a bath the other day and um, my, my friend was um, letting me borrow some essential oils to put in it. And uh, they put some mandarin or like something that had orange in it in there. And I literally had to get out like five, 10 minutes later because my skin was like burning like like it actually burned like I had red blotches that were like itchy and dry and it like hurt so bad I can totally see that Paige has very sensitive skin 
sensitive Sally over there with the yeah, skin. Yeah, she's like, when I wax her, I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, that's me too. When you wax me, you'll see that my shit turns like red and like bumpy. Well, and I think I like the first time that I learned how to thread, I like offered to do threading on her and she's like, nope, we're good. Just the wax. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. There's because no way. not only does she have sensitive skin, but she's kind of a baby. So am I, girl. I cry when I get the threading. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to lie. My eyes like water and I like, I'm like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> it's just a little sensey one. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions about skincare, or, I'm like Sunita's products. I'm not a Sunita, Sunita's ambassador or anything like that. I just... <laughs> I really do like them. So if you guys have any questions about skincare or Sunita's or anything like that, I do offer facials in home and I actually use all Sunita's products. So I would love to do that for you. I have um, like a mag lamp so we can do, you know, like full in-depth with extractions if that's what you would like. Um, But my main jam that we have not talked about yet is them brows. Yes. She just uh, did mine the other day. They look amazing. Oh, girl, I need yeah. to come see you. I need I... to also get my lip waxed. I'm disgusting. Oh, my God. Come see me. Like, what are you waiting for? So I'm at Brows on Upper I should have just came tonight. <laughs> I love the location that I'm at. It's so cute. It's very client-friendly in the sense that, you know, the staff is just super welcoming. There's always plenty of parking out front. And we're just super accommodating. So if you can't get in my chair, everybody there is great. But obviously, I would love to see you. Um, We obviously specialize in brows, but we also do lash lifts, lash tints, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, facial waxing, threading. I have my high frequency machine there. So if you have some breakouts or if you tend to break out after waxing, we can zap you with a high frequency machine and that usually does the trick as far as those little bumps that you can get after waxing you know and she'll do Um, that bikini wax for you too girl girl let me let me clean you up down there take care of take care of whatever you need i've never had a brazilian or a bikini wax i've had none of that wow you're missing out i just can't let i just can't bring myself to to do it like so another this is so kind of a side note kind of random but when we were talking about natural beauty um you know laser hair removal is huge right now right I had a client who was doing it on her chin and like her lip and she got pregnant and she's like it all came back so yeah just be aware that's pretty expensive it's a pretty big investment for sure or you can make like me and mind you, I haven't had a lot of this done, but I went ahead and I did electrolysis on my armpits. I haven't had a full session, so I still grow hair there, but it is freaking painful, but that shit works. Do you guys know what that is? Well, no. it's essentially like laser hair removal. Kind of, except instead of like zapping at the follicle with a laser, they take a very small needle and they shove it down into the follicle. They pull the hair out. And as they pull it out, it cauterizes the follicle so it can never grow back. Oh, my that God. Effing terrible. Painful. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's amazing. See, yeah, no, see, it's to- so much easier for me to just swipe a razor 
for five seconds <laughs> right, on each arm. <laughs> I know. Well, and you know what? You, I got it done on my armpits because I used to have, like, I have um, follicles there that grow in like all kinds of psycho directions. And so I would have a really hard time getting a clean shave because like the hairs just went whatever way. Like the girls in dance class used to make fun of me. They're like, it's like you have spider hair in your armpits. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, no matter what I did, it like didn't look right. And then it would grow in and be like fucking crazy. So I just like got some of it done. Cause I worked at a salon with a beautician that did it and I could go for free. And so I just went in a couple times. I, I didn't go enough to get the whole thing done. Um, but it made a massive difference. And now like I have way fewer issues with it for sure. People oh. think I'm crazy because I tweeze my armpits. What? That is definitely crazy. (laughs) It's not crazy. I'm learning so much. When I wax my underarms, like the hair like breaks off. So I have to like pull it from the root. And it's like fairly thick. It's just like tweezing eyebrow hair under there. (laughs) Like whatever. I can't I literally stand so much more painful. I stand in my mirror, my full-length mirror, and I like grab my skin and like hold it under my chin. like look in the mirror Holy and like tweeze out my hands. It's really a sight to see. My mom ma- used to make me tweeze her underarms when I was little. Like she'd get out of the shower and she'd be like, come tweeze my armpit. Oh my gosh. I will say as we shift towards natural, like one of the things I will never succumb to is the trend to like grow your armpit hair out or your leg hair. Oh yeah. Just because no. I like, it's uncomfortable. And also like, yeah, there's a reason that people who have longer armpit hair, AKA men gen- generally stink. And it's because the bacteria live on the hair like the, it's not Ugh, that we gross. sweat and our sweat stinks because then we'd all be stinky anytime we sweat like from anywhere but it's the bacteria that are on your skin that eat the stuff in the sweat and emit an odor and that's where bo comes from and if you have hair you have greater surface area for the bacteria to be living and eating on and vegging out and then you get stinky and i'm, I'm not about it there you oh, go you people know, for the love I, of body odor yeah, um, because this is okay. So, Paige, you know where I'm going with this. Don Juan. Fuck yeah, I do. It's not an episode of For the Love of Punch and Aloe if Aloe doesn't mention Don Juan. <laughs> well, this is applicable. I mean, I'm sorry, but that motherfucker. I know, it's just joking with you. It should be the part of the podcast where you have a little segment like music <clears throat> where it's like Don Juan tidbit for the day. <laughs> fucking love it okay well Don Juan smells right like he okay I once took a shower at his house and it was the one and only time it would ever happen I can't how do I okay there was no soap in the shower (laughs) what I'm sorry okay was there body wash there was like a natural essential oil blend that he made with like water and some oils and I was like uh this is all soap you have (laughs) he's like yeah why does he smell so bad when there's no hair now i'm confused that's just like gross no he's a different type of like stinky though like he has armpit (laughs) hair he does he grows armpit hair but don juan like oozed the scent of like corroded meat because he ate (laughs) so much fucking meat at dinner time he just oozed it like he was just a stinky dude because he was a sweaty dude. He's a stocky meat sweats man. That's why we called him meat sweats. Ew, I and never called him that. Just let the record show. Men like Don <laughs> Juan did. also need 
a skincare regimen, like highly, highly. Oh, okay. That. Can I tell you this, Anissa? He did. He had more skincare than I did. So he. <laughs> I don't oh, well, know. that's good. Yeah. He's, no, he's very I hygienic. I don't like he, that he didn't he, have body he soap, had nice, but that's good. He had nice skin. He just was like odd. I mean, but I just find like it. it funny that you're like, the more hair you have, the smellier you are. And I'm like, he really, ha- he was like hairless. He's better than Ted. Ted's regiment is when I met Ted, you guys, this is not a joke. The only <laughs> thing he had in his shower, actually, sorry, there were two things. There was like tearless shampoo for his daughter. And then there was one L'Oreal. little bottle of peppermint Dr. Bronner's. And I yeah, swear he's to God, just like Don Juan. that's like, all what, he what? uses. He has Dr. Bronner's for his shampoo, his body soap, his hand soap, his floor soap, his dish soap. Like it was, everything was Dr. Bronner's. And mind you, that's what Dr. Bronner's market says. But like that shit is not good for like your skin and your hair. It's Wait, just not. Ted doesn't stink though. No, Ted does not stink. Ted, Ted is much, I mean, I guess I didn't know Don Juan the way Aloe did, I mean, but don't get me wrong. Sometimes Ted a little stinky. stinks, but Ted doesn't stink. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he doesn't have like an odor around him. Like if you get too close to his pits on a stressful day, like yeah, he's a little he's <laughs> he's got some musk, but like he was not like you couldn't sit near him because he was so stinky on a regular basis. Anyway. <laughs> YOLO, that's the motto. Hashtag twenty twenty one natural beauty. Oh, yes. oh, I love that. That should be our, our new hashtag. Oh, for the love of natural beauty. There love we it. go. Love it. We have our episode. Because natural, at the end of the day, natural beauty is natural you, and there's only one you, so just embrace it. We have one life to live. That's the motto. Cliche tagline. Sorry, we were all saying cliche tagline, so I thought I would just say cliche tagline and have one to contribute. I love a cliche tagline. Oh, here we go. You are the best version of you. Oh, thank you for Uh, looking at your wall and reading that. What? (laughs) Isn't that like hanging on your wall? No, my wall says work hard and be nice to people. Aww. And then I have one in my little salon that says normal is boring. <laughs> Wait, why do I feel like it? <laughs> it's like too perfect. Like you read it off of somewhere. I was like, uh-uh. oh, I pulled it out your... of my butt. It's probably one of your coffee mugs. <laughs> oh I'm going to do our card poll, ladies. Woo woo. Yeah, so it's our favorite time where we're going to do the card pool. We need to start incorporating some music. Like, we need to have, like, a do-do-do-do. Here we go. Like, we're going to do a card pool. Full time for the card pool. Drool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Something like that. So, I just asked, I was shuffling, and I just asked, of course, what does, what does the collective need to hear for this week, as always? So I pulled Dragonfly Spirit, which is a beautiful card. I'll post it. And it says, truth transcends illusion. I swear to God, these cards always know what we're talking about without us. It's just crazy how on point they are, right? Because we're talking about true beauty and like the illusion mm-hmm. of like what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So this says, Dragonfly Spirit is here to remind you of the wisdom and truth available at all times in the hidden realms. Just as a dragonfly catches your eye with its reflective wings and body, dragonfly spirit appears to tell you to pay attention to the truth beyond the illusion and recognize the insights that come seemingly out of nowhere. Peeking through from behind the veil in the realm of spirit, that is, there's far more wisdom than you can perceive with your senses. And there's a deep knowing that you are not separate or alone for a higher power recognizes you and loves you beyond measure. 
Fears dissipate as you realize you are embraced by the nurturing force that is everywhere, always in communication with you. Alighting when you are preoccupied, Dragonfly Spirit offers this message. You exist in unity with all, including the protective spirits who share their wisdom and you are being nudged along your path. Your soul needs to travel to have the experiences it craves. Love exists in many forms and sometimes we overlook it when we don't recognize a particular form. Pay attention to the signs now. They remind you that each of us have inspired dreams seamlessly sewn into the fabric of the invisible world. And there is a great consciousness, sorry, that exists in the seemingly empty spaces guiding us on our journey. Open to the truth, letting the wisdom of the hidden realms inform you, providing insights your conscious mind may overlook. I like that. Wow. I love it. Me too. I love these cards. Yeah, very... um... Very appropriate for today's episode, I feel. Yes. yes. This was fun. Don't worry, guys. I recorded. We we're, don't have to do this again. Anissa, Ooh. we're going to set up a time to record our first true crime podcast. Okay. Can't wait, girl. I'm so Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was yes, Anissa, a pleasure. Thank you. It's no, been thank so you fun. for coming and doing this twice. Like, God bless you. Seriously. You know what? It's, there's worse things that I've had to do twice. So <laughs> I'm not mad about it at all. That is true. Um, I'm just bummed for our listeners that they didn't get to hear both episodes. I know. I know. It's okay. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. This is episode nine. Where can we find Anissa? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram page is I like big brows. There's a link on my page to actually book with me, but if it's easier for you just to DM me and I can set something up for you, um, just let me know. Yeah. Reach out. I would love to see you in my chair. Okay. So, and what were you going to say? Don't forget to order something page. Oh, I was going to say, don't forget to order the best vegan pizza there is out there from the pizzaplant.com. It's the best, thebomb.com. I just ordered Aloe and I a couple boxes. Ooh, I'm so excited. I know, no big deal. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll have to Merry Christmas. On next, uh, podcast. <laughs> yes, we can give it a review on the next podcast. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Love you guys.